0: Welcome to the Rogue Unlearning Podcast, where we talk about unlearning beliefs that no longer serve us and much more.
1: We are your hosts, Aisha, aka Shante, and Ejiru, aka Ejiru. Join us bi weekly for a new episode. Don't forget to follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at Rogue Unlearning. Also, if you're listening to the Apple Podcast, hey, don't forget to leave us a five-star rating. Wink, wink.
0: Season 5 episode 7 documenting life
1: Hello. Hello
0: everyone welcome back welcome back welcome back hey hey hey, hey. <laughs> Hello everyone how are you doing did you enjoy our last episode? Is are you are you one more step closer to, to being financially free? Free? Are you? You, you know, know, I was editing that episode and I was listening to it, and I'm like, "Hmm." All this mm-hmm. is telling me is I know what I'm supposed to do. do exactly. I'm just, just not doing this. <laughs> so let me let me actually sit down and mm, do it.
1: Strategize
0: and tra- exactly and strategize. So I I enjoyed it. Um. So Aisha, how are you? How are you feeling? How was your week?
1: Doing well, you know, just praying for God's miracles to just continue to abound in my life because He has been uh, faithful. You. Uh, I saw you. one um, uh, you. I saw one person the apparently I heard a story about somebody who during COVID it was really hard, like they hit really rock bottom to the point where they had to start to rent rooms in their house just so oh, wow. to survive self carcel. Like they literally like hit Rock bottom, like things were hard, and then to see this person after all the prayers, and I'd see this person be like, "I'm making too much money. Oh, I don't know what to so do Yeah, <laughs> when you know this history, and i that person. To be like, "Wow, God is just me." So I strong.
0: always say, "God sees me right," and that's something I've always said. And okay, uh, disclaimer: if you guys, if if you're listening and you're not like religious, spiritual, whatever just, just keep for like 5 minutes and we should be done with this bit <laughs> but for me i always say like so recently maybe last year i i heard about one of the names of god through someone who i follow and honestly in my head we are best friends and um her name is Me. she's a nigerian youtuber lifestyle fashion blogger makeup she started off as that ibo chick so i've been following her since like 2013 or so or no or maybe actually longer and anyways Dima is in my head she's my she's she's one of my really good friends and actually i do i started like dming her and she'll reply and one day i was like girl let's be friends and she's like okay <laughs> <laughs> she's so sweet anyways um, uh, i a couple of things happened so this is i'll take this as part of my on, on on my spirit right i have two things on my spirit this is one um I listened to I've been following her for for a long time and one day she was talking about her story and she she got a tattoo that says El Roy and apparently it's one of the names of God and it means the God who sees me and I'm like that speaks so much the way that spoke to me in that moment I'm like it's like getting getting the name to something that you already know right I'm like the way God sees me the way my life has gone the way god sees me and holds me i'm like i never knew that that was one of the names of god but since i've known that i have never been able to look back i'm like because i i just know he sees me he sees me where i'm at he sees me as no one else sees me and so i'm always dependent like i'm always like this is my god of the 11th hour he always comes through right so right now the current place i'm at in life like every day i'm just like god because a while ago God and I started doing this or I started doing this with God which, whichever way you want to phrase it where I would say like I feel like it is time for a new season in my life it's one of the gifts that I have i know when it's like something new should something's start sh- something, sh- something is exactly shaking, like, yeah, yeah. something shifting i'm like i know it's time but i also know that i know that the time is close rather but I also know that you would not let me get there until I get what I'm supposed to get from here. So I've gotten to that point now in this season of my life where I'm like, what am I supposed to learn? Show me because I do not want to waste time. Show me what I'm supposed to learn. Teach me what I'm supposed to learn in this, in this phase so I can move on. So I can go to that state because I can see it. I can see, I'm, I'm like Moses, I can see the promised land. Take me there. So tell me what I'm supposed to learn here so I can learn it. So that we can move on to the other side, um, and I listened to a podcast that Dima did with one of her friend, Maze, and actually I would send you a link to that episode. I I think you should listen to it. It's it's titled Two Two Girls and a Big God." You mm. should listen because I listened to that. As I was listening to it, I had a whole. I even I I DM Dima and I said, Dima, I had a whole like twenty minutes voice note that i can send you about this episode alone (laughs) and how it touched me but i believe it's rude to just randomly send people voice notes so i'm going to send you this long short text (laughs) because this is just the summary of my thoughts right and i think eventually i'm going to do either a an instagram reel video or something find a way to like actually put my thoughts down on that episode and what that episode like did for me but it's just them talking about like their journey and how God has come through and how they became friends and how like things happened in their lives. It's, it's really great. I would, I would send you, uh, I'll send I you. Me. There's something,
1: power, like there was something somebody said recently and it was, what is the, what, what do you think is, what do you think God tries to do with a delayed answer to prayer? So you pray for something, but there's a delay, Many times when we pray for something, ask for something, right? It's like what it's almost like we're trying to tell God. Like it's almost like God is our creator, but it's also our genie. So if we ask for something and we say we want it, so want it now, exactly how we want it and where we want it, it takes like a certain level of next level to be like God. I know you are going. It's not almost like oh I don't have this blessing. Yet, because God may have already approved or like give us ones, but it needs to. It has to come at an appointed time, and that appointed time is there. are A couple of things that needs to happen. You probably need to grow to a certain level so that that blessing doesn't turn into a curse for you because you have not learned what you're supposed to learn from that place. Be able to manage that blessing that is coming, right? But also to be able to make sure that you can depend fully on God and wait on Him and trust in Him and have faith. Now, that's a different kind of work. So I was watching a... There's this series, guys. It's so cool. It's called The Chosen. You know, if you're a Christian or... You know what? what like, it's a very nice series. Where talk, is it? It's... It's actually... They have it on YouTube. Oh, okay. They have a channel, Angel. This, like, you can watch it on their app. It's a series and it details... It talks really about Jesus' story, but like, Each of the story of the disciples like who they were and then there was this one of the disciples called little James because James was I think there were two James but a little James and at this point Jesus was sending all of them out by two by two so all the lands, because it's like I can't preach all this by myself I'm going to send people out to go and perform miracles in my name to go and preach in my name to go and you know um cast and bind demons in my name and then by this time Jesus has been healing and healing and healing. But little James is a disciple and he's he has a lame, it's like a limp, he's a bit lame. But how come Jesus had not healed him? And then he ran. And so when Jesus was sending, like he's he's here now, he's in trouble. Yeah, yeah, but he not heal everybody like, Full. but he not yeah. was not raised dead, oh no, know. this one is only he's only lame, oh. but he yeah. doesn't do all these kinds of miracles, but not heal him. And he did not like, and so, you know, he just was not like crying, like, he doesn't think he's worthy. He feels like he'll slow the, he'll slow them down. And then Jesus said, like, I'd rather deal with your slowness than, um, Peter's hot temper. But <laughs> the, shade. The, the, the reason, <laughs> the reason that that's what has happened in the movies I'm not saying the exact word. Yeah, video.
0: yeah, no, I'm just
1: saying it's still shade. So Jesus now said something to him. He said, everybody believes right now because they see the miracle right they see the miracle people are believers in the miracle your healing has not come yet Your it's coming but you believe think about how much more powerful your testimony is to not have gotten your miracle or healing but you still believe it with all your heart with all your mind with all your body with all your soul that's a much more powerful testimony that can have way more impact than somebody who believes because a miracle has happened in them. you get? And then you just, you just like bust your brain that really every single thing you go through in life, every single phase, every single moment is not a mistake. It is a purpose in it. There's something you're supposed to learn from there or do that is supposed to lead you to a much bigger victory or a bigger glory because god has not really ever called us to a life for stagnance god has not called us to a life of, of what was our god is the god that is of the presence of the future but it's the same yesterday right all through the ages and if he has done it before in your life even though it feels like it has st- is there's some stagnancy, he would do it again he has done it again before right he would do it again and again and again and so knowing that and knowing that even the season where it feels like nothing is moving you have even if you don't feel it even if you don't see it he's walking even when i don't see it you're working even when i don't feel it you're working (laughs) you never stop you never stop working you never stop that's enough but like you know yeah so that's like
0: yeah i i agree i think one thing i would say though it is hard It is hard when things happen in your life, when things don't go well, when sickness comes, when death comes, when, you know, when, when you get laid off from work, when, when things are not going well, when you lose a parent, when you lose a loved one, to, to hold on to that and say, Oh, but God loves me. That is incredibly
1: difficult. You know where the trick is? Because you're leaning on your own strength. You were never supposed to have the strength it's not it's not by your power or your mouth like you just you know how you did that mind thing you just onboarding all your worries all your pain and then you go to the scripture and remember all the things god said in the bible when he said in jeremiah twenty nine eleven, 11 i know the plans i have for you of good and not of evil when you call on to me i will girl hear you. I, I understand but so let, let me tell like, you let I, me tell I you this. i don't
0: want you to like
1: Please, not no, that i'm i not, don't, I'm it, not minimizing it exactly
0: like it's it is still incredibly incredibly hard and it takes so much out of you to even get to the other side of it right like the the part you're talking about where i said like you know i just sat down and i visualized it and i said all of these worries about this thing and all of this heartache and pain that i feel right i'm just going to lay it at your feet and i'm going to forget about it i'm going to give it to you like it's your problem now and I did that and I felt peace of mind. But that also did not mean that I did not feel physical pain. I still did. But I felt peace of mind. And that's what like powered, powered me through, right? And also I'd, I had reached out to a priest who had told me the statement that still stays with me today. He's like, God is always with you even in the silence, silence. and in the darkness, right? And so that made me realize like, and also when you think about life in general, life is a balance of good and evil. Of oh, yeah, it's a balance, it's always a balance, it's, life and death. It's, yeah. it's a balance, um, you know, darkness and light. It's a balance, there is always a balance. Like, so you cannot even, I don't think it's even you can even pray to just have only good days. I don't think it is possible no. because God never promised most, us that exactly. He just said he come. will never leave nor forsake us. So, the good I say the all of that to say that you know, hold on to your faith. Whatever your faith may be, it could be in Allah, it could be in, you know, Buddha, it could be in, hold on to it because life is trying, especially right now, girl. Life can be very, very trying. So, like, what I try to do, like, when I feel, when I get that feeling of, I feel like there's a change coming, like something, something new, something. My, and I started this maybe in 2017 or 2018, was when I started this. I'm like, what am I supposed to learn from this phase? what should i learn i remember when i had just graduated and i was looking i'll keep this very short. i was looking for a new job and i was getting very frustrated where i was i was always complaining i was <laughs> i was in a terrible state because i was constantly always complaining about my job like i had a job not one i wanted per se but it paid the bills but every day i every day i would sit down and i would talk trash about this job and then i would pray for a new job and one day i'm like but what have you done With the one you've been given and when i thought about it i'm like all i've done is complain i haven't even said thank you and so i decided to change my mindset about the job when i wake up in the morning instead of feeling frustrated i would say i'm grateful i have a job it's a stepping stone to what i want it pays the bills he puts food on the table i am grateful i have a job and i'll go to work and the guy i used to complain with at work will come to me so we can do our usual rounds of complaining and i had to start switching it up on him which he didn't like and eventually kind of like stop talking to stop complaining to me because he would come and i would say well at least he pays the bills like well and i felt bad because i'm like it's like I, I had a change of mind and I didn't... I, I'm not explaining why my mind changed, but I'm changing it on you, right? But it's also like, well, it pays the job, pays bills. And I started doing that. And Aisha, I kid you not, one month, one month later, I got a better job. And so I realized that in that moment, what I was supposed to learn was gratitude. I was supposed to learn gratitude for where I'm at, what I have, what I'm doing what i'm able to do i was supposed to learn gratitude so at each stage if you can i would say me what i do is i'm just like what am i supposed to so right now that's where i'm at now what am i supposed to learn from here what am i supposed to take from this that would take me into the next phase of my life um and so that's one part the other part of my on my spirit which wait, is wait, things, before you um, get to your other
1: part of spirit i think one thing i want to also be clear about is you are as somebody who has any kind of faith and something goes wrong you're supposed to feel your feelings you're supposed to feel your feelings in that moment you are like in the bible for example there are many places where the book of lamentations like where many lament the point is you are going. You are going. You know where you are going to in your lamentations, where you are going to in your pain and in your worry and in your feelings. Like you are supposed to feel your feelings, however long it takes. It's not going to happen like oh, you just switch it in two hours. Yeah, okay. It's supposed to feel you, but take it to your Maker, take it to your Creator. it's And also, the other thing I wanted to to add is that there's no difference between what Judas is did to Jesus and what Peter did to Jesus and Peter denied Jesus three times. The difference between both of them is that one ran back towards Jesus and then the other one ran away and took it into his own hands. So the point of, you know, the relationship I feel like we're supposed to have with our maker and our creator, depending on what you believe in, is that we're never perfect. We're going to do things. We're going to go astray we're going to be angry we're going to be you know but run back go back to your source go back to that which is which gives you life and which gives you peace and ask for help because you're not supposed to do it by yourself not by your power no you never you see we do not have the capacity as human beings in our find self, to do it by ourselves so yeah and so, also
0: just to add to that you know how like sometimes some pastors or some priests would preach and they would say like never ask why
1: you can ask why. No, you can ask your father in you heaven why. You can ask why. why. I have asked why. You can why ask your times. father in heaven why. I'm can like, why. Is, this, is
0: this love? Because this doesn't feel like love. So, question, right? That's my my that's my thing with religion. Question, 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 and honestly, questioning brings me to my next point. Mm. The thing that is really like grinding my gears. Let's talk about Titan and the weaponization sorry guys this is a oh, long on your spirit
1: just skip more 20 yeah just, you can
0: just skip another <laughs> to like yeah another like 20 15 20 minutes <laughs> titan and the weaponization of titan in the church there's this guy i follow on tiktok i forget his name now but he he really breaks this down especially as someone who used to be a youth pastor he breaks this down and like draws all the historical context that i don't think i am equipped right now to draw um but let me tell you you see all this past I saw I watched a video of is it Mike Todd? He was wearing yes. red and red. He was wearing this red red Ododo suit like this. You see now the same. It was head to toe red. Right? Oh. That I me, mean, I don't even like red leather like so that red really like annoyed me. It just it just irritated my spirit. And this guy was preaching the way he was preaching about Titan. I'm like, okay. First of all, this is not what Titan says in the Bible this thing you're preaching this is your own twisted interpretation of this Mm. and secondly how many times as a pastor of this church this mega church how many times have you fed the people in your church that are hungry because right now what you're saying is that people should even bring their last their last bread their last money to come tight in church and they haven't eaten And you're saying that you as the pastor, you who like all this money is coming into this church, what have you done for the poor in your community? But you're standing up here, decked in your designer and your gold chains and your everything. And you're here preaching about Titan. What have you done for the people who have been out of work in your church for the past, I don't know, two years? What have you done for them? The other day I saw a lady who is suing, I don't know the name of the church because she didn't say due to legal reasons. But she's suing the church, one mega church that she worked for, because as while you're working in this church, they automatically take the tithe from your paycheck. It is one of their Whoa. policies. They take it. Serious? They take it. Whether it doesn't matter what's going on with you. And she was saying there was a part. There was a time she was really in a bad state. She even had to like sell her car, sell a couple of things, and they they are like, oh. You haven't paid your tithes. So there, there's an amount they remove and then there's an amount that you are supposed to willingly, in quotes, willingly give, give. back to the church. And they're like, if you don't give this money, we see that you have been you're owing for the past like four owing six them months. now. If you don't give this money, you will lose your employment.
1: Whoa.
0: And I'm just like, these churches
1: the emotion no, i think that's why have, i think that's why you have to like being a finding a church or being part of a church it's almost like you have to pray about it to have a discerning spirit to be in the right place i'll tell you because pastors who know what they're supposed to do how it's supposed to work they tell you whatever you are led by the holy spirit to give if it's even less give if it's more no if you can nobody expecting you to go out and go into debt or not be able to uh, to t- take money they're supposed to use to pay for your essentials like where you do roof over your head and say, i give you Don't, like that's how it's supposed to be preached like like pray yeah. and ask god okay wh- what are, what are you telling me to do what are you telling me to let and give according to how you are led by the spirit not that it must be a certain person that's how people who know the truth pastors who Especially with the economy, people are losing jobs, and people are encouraging people to go into debt to to give. Let the, me tell the, the you church. something between like me, myself and
0: I: I am not giving any tithe to any church. Have I done it before? Yes. Would I do it again? Absolutely not. Why? Because well, well, my well, relationship with God has evolved past that. I do not trust churches. I do not trust priests. I do but not you don't even go. But you don't really trust exactly. church, and now so right, I yeah. would rather give give money to someone in the street. Aisha, with mm. all the love I carry for you,
1: it's in <laughs> I cannot just invite you. I said with just all the love, invite in you, not to, just to invite you, sister, ah.
0: with all the love that I, I love hold you for too. you in this in this life. No, don't clear. worry, it's okay. Even my sister in the same house <laughs> with me could not take me to church for Easter. Um, and it's not like I'm not. Uh, maybe I should clarify that by saying that it's not that I would never go to church again. Is that my relationship with God has evolved beyond church? Because it took a lot, especially as someone who grew up Catholic, you are thought that you must attend Sunday Mass. It's a sin if you do not attend Mass on Sundays. You had, you, had, you had thought that you should go to church. And I'm like, at the same time, you taught us in Catechism that God is everywhere and God is with me all the time. So why do I have to be in church? And why is it a sin if I do not come to church? And so it took a lot for me to unpack that. A lot of my upbringing with religion... I feel like we've turned this podcast into a, this episode. I'm telling into a you. Form. Anyways, we'll get back on, we'll, we'll, we'll get back on track. <laughs> but, um, my, my upbringing and my relationship with religion and church growing up was all rooted in fear. If you do this, you're going to hell. If you do that, you're going to hell. If you do not do this, you are going to hell or you're going to purgatory or you have to do this. You have to atone for your sin. You have to, I, I never learned to sit down and listen to God. I never learned to sit down and listen. To you know, like to have a conversation with God, to think of God, to actually think and picture myself as a child of God, like in the sense of God is my father, right, or my mother, or whichever how- however you see god i I grew up thinking of God as a as a father figure, so God would always be a father figure in my head um, I feel like that's how god would that's how I interpret God's presence as um, a father, I know some people do it as a mother um but i didn't learn how to like sit down and you know talk to god and have a conversation have your own relationship Say, hey this is what i'm going through like this is you know i'm your child and also just really think of that relationship you have with god like for example i know that i could go to my father my biological father and say daddy i need xyz and if he has it he'll give it to me that's the same way i want to go to god like god yeah, my father i want to talk to you about this thing going on in my life i want to ask for this right because even in the bible it says like a father would not give his child stone if he asked for bread so like i want to use that approach when i go to god but all that to say is that the emotional manipulation that pastors do in relation to tithing giving money to the church even being in the church that el- emotional manipulation i hate it it is disgusting all these pastors, so-called uh pastors and leaders in the church,
1: I think they should I all have, check themselves. They should yeah, really see down. there. Sometimes they are false teachers. And sometimes of them are. they are false teachings. Somebody even if somebody that you think is not a false teacher can make a very grievous mistake and give deliver very false yes, teachings. Yes, because we are all That's like humans, we're yeah. flawed, we're biased um Ex- so and that's the priest. problem with people exactly people don't understand that even your pastor even your priest even your deacon. don't put the other, anyone in a pedestal human beings first meaning they are very imperfect your only person you can trust 100 percent is god or whatever exactly yeah. and uh yeah so i do not like that
0: and someone once said oh i saw this somewhere someone said there is no hate that is as strong as christian love and I want all of you to just Aba, sit down and think about it. And it's true. It is true. And Aisha, maybe there's a difference because like, I think one of the difference between like, uh, the way we are with Christianity right now is, you did not necessarily grow up in Christianity.
1: Yeah. So the there's Nigerian, a different relationship. Especially in the Nigerian yes, Christianity There's a different context.
0: relationship when you grew up in the church. And then as an adult, you're trying to find God and also yourself. like catholic so, as well like oh, some have different a, denominations i have a very different complicated relationship yeah. with catholicism that is where yeah, i was raised probably be a catholic be very... till the day i die but i have so many problems there that's a toxic relationship i have but there's a difference between like growing up in the church spending all your like childhood in the church and then trying to find god outside of the church than finding god And there's a difference between that and finding God outside of the church and then going to church. They say it's a completely different view of Christianity when you do it that way. So I guess I didn't have to inherit
1: baggages that. Exactly.
0: So when I say there is no hate that is as strong as Christian love, everyone who grew up in the church as a child understands that statement. Because no one judges you strong strongly than people who claim that they they love you. They are, they are, they are coming to you with the love of Christ.
1: Mm-hmm. I mean, technically, it was the Pharisees that were the teachers and the script and the scribes that were the ones that were calling for Jesus. Yeah, presi- at this Jesus point, presi- let's just presi- go sure. into our episode because I <laughs> we
0: can go down.
1: I, I feel like I, feel I like this episode. There, I know. No, but honestly, if we're talking about life. Mm, we actually, as people who are living, who, who are alive, a large percentage of us who believe in something, a higher being, a higher authority, whatever that is, is traditional, um, religious, whatever that it is, it is for you. So talking about this is not like far fetched. Yeah, no, it's honest. not.
0: It really isn't. So, um, segueing into like our main discussion for the day, this is, um, documenting life. And so, how do you document your life? Um, this came i started thinking about the i've been thinking about this for a couple of years and that was um after i read the book the art of death writing the final story by edwidge danticat i read this book and this book has stayed with me i'm currently rereading it um it's such a beautifully written book she talks about like her mom getting diagnosed with i believe it was ovarian cancer and then dying from it and then she just keeps talking about like death and you know and life because there is no death without life um there's a quote she she said that i I just love she said to write about death is to write about life to write about life is to write about love and to write about love is to write about loss and it reminds me of grieving because what is grief if not love persevering when you Mm. think about it what is grief if not love persevering your love for this person who is gone is what keeps you in grief and that is what grief is. Mm. And so we cannot talk about like living without talking about dying, without talking about grieving. These are things that would always go together. And I know that people get iffy when the subject of debt is talked about. And I think I used to be like that. But losing my mom at a young age, what that did for me is it made me more very, very aware of debt. And, you know, that feeling of immense grief, because grief never really leaves you. You just you learn how to live with grief because like I said earlier what is grief if not love persevering? you continuing to love this person even when they are no longer there and so this uh reading this book just made me think about documenting life because when her mom was dying her mom started recording videos on cassettes right and so when her mom died, she found all of these cassettes that had been recorded and she's just playing it and she's hearing her mom talk and talking about like different aspects of her life, her thoughts, you know, what she wants them to do. She's like, don't grieve for me too long. Like be the woman that be your own woman, you know, live the life that you want to live. And just talking about her life in general. And that got me thinking like, how am I documenting my life for myself, for whoever whichever loved one would be the one going through my possessions when i'm gone right something to leave behind for people you love even for yourself because some people would end up having like alzheimer's like you lose your memory these are things you can go back and play you can watch a video of yourself talking about something and you remember like oh yeah oh i, I kind of remember that i kind of remember that so it got me thinking about this and when i first read this book i started making like little video recordings of myself and i (laughs) i took it as a fun project because at the time and i think i will still do it someday i was thinking of starting a youtube channel right i'm like oh but i was never comfortable in front in front of a camera so i'm like oh this is perfect because i don't have the pressure of oh i'm making this video for people to see i am making this video for myself So it's just me talking to the camera. It's maybe I'm doing a book haul. I'm just talking about my day. I'm just talking about what happened today. Like, oh, this is this. And I just record the video. It could be 10 minutes. It could be 15. It could be 5. It could be, you know, 30. However long. I just record this small snippet and I and I leave it. And I remember, like, at the end of the year, I was going through my camera roll, right? And I saw these little videos here and there. And I'm just listening to them. Oh, so this was where my mind was at this point. Oh, and so i i really enjoy doing that that's my own form because i'm not really good at journaling i have tried it for for some people yeah yeah. exactly and i have tried like the writing i have tried digital i've tried paper i still do it from time to time but ultimately i think it's a lot easier for me to just come on camera and just record myself talking to myself for myself right and if that's what someone finds someday and that's all good and then i try to become more intentional about taking pictures even if it's not pictures of me, it could be pictures of places I've gone to. Like for example, I love murals. You know, murals that they put on walls and streets. So, in the summer, because it's in the summer, you'll find me like actually walking, walking what outside because people, my God, it's cold, this Canada is man. too cold. And so, when I take walks and during the summer and I see a mural, I always take pictures of the, of murals like it just reminds me of things I've seen and beautiful things to be specific um so that's what I do a lot of the time and that's pretty much the reason why I started thinking about document documenting life so I'm going to ask you this question how do you document your life is it something you've thought about like before I brought it up is it something you've thought about like oh how am I documenting my life um like i know my my cousin is about to be a mom one of my really good friends she's about to be be a mom and initially she didn't want to take maternity photos because she's just like for what and i remember calling her and saying like this is your first child this is your first pregnancy you have to take pictures you have to have something that you can look back on and say man i remember this i remember this season of my life when my life was about to be forever changed i remember this and so I convinced her and she did take it. And pictures came out beautifully. Like they're beautiful, beautiful pictures. And I was just like, see, this is what I was talking about. Take the pictures, take the pictures. Um, even like, you know how sometimes people would argue like, and I know I asked you a question, I'll come back. You know how people talk about like, oh, when you are at a an, a, at an event or whatever, be in the moment, don't reach for your phones. I argue because I, I think you you can. You can be in the moment and you can be on your phone because uh there's this there's this uh family i follow kevin stage and his family he lost his brother last year his older brother and all they have left now are those videos that they took when things were happening that they took of him when he was saying funny things or when they were having an event and they took this video that's all they have now like he's gone so in those moments if they had only been if they had not reached for their phone to record that then what do they have left? Memories.
1: I know, of a, I know of a story I heard where, um you know, somebody calls you. I think it was a movie I watched where they call you, and, and that was the last time she ever heard, heard her father's voice was through that voice, and it was like, hey, honey, how are you doing? And she saved that voice, man. That was all she had, replaying. Because it's one thing to see a picture, but it's another thing to hear the person's yeah. voice again, to see the person's motion again. And that was like... So I think like pictures are great, but like it's, there's something about voice and video, yes, and video. that makes it feel like, oh, you, you left, but you never really left. Like you, they can, you, it's almost like maybe, magic
0: in the moment.
1: And when it comes to grief, right? When it comes to death, when it comes to grief, it's almost like you can, you can start to almost forget what the person sounded like, what the person felt like. What the person would used to say that made you laugh. You can start to forget those things. And imagine when you now have those memories, those videos, those audios, those cassettes, those things. Like they really help you. Like, oh, okay, I'm never going to forget this person. Okay, it's 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 burned in my in my mind. So, yeah, did you want to say something?
0: Yeah, no, I was just to your point. I wanted to say like you know, after my grandma died, my grandma died about four years ago now. When she died i was sitting i was sitting thinking about because my grandma was such a storyteller and i was sitting down just trying to remember some of these stories that she told and i just realized like i can't i can't remember like i remember it was funny i remember we laughed a lot but i cannot remember the stories and i started thinking about not only documenting life but documenting family life because now when i think of my grandma all we have are like some old photos right and this hazy memory of her saying stories and us like laughing and falling you know and so i i still haven't done this because it's so hard i i, I feel like i want to be in nigeria and do it in person and that's where the challenge is is i want to sit with my father and i want to interview him and i want to ask him about his life about family and i want it to be recorded i want us to be dressed up i want it to be recorded i want us to go to our family house to his father's house and video that i want us to go to his own house and video that and i want us to just like have the entire family in there and i want that i want to like have like a book i want to create like a family tree because my family is so for lack of a better term almost like scattered because um from like my great 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 grandfather each one would change the family name right and so the family name has changed several over several generations that we no longer know those extended extended families because we all have different last names right so right now any person with my last name i know is related to me because we are so few because my grandfather change the family name to his first name and so any person right now who bears this last name it's so unique has to be related to me but that those are the things i want to do and i keep putting it off and putting it off because i haven't i haven't been to nigeria but i want to go back i want to do it in nigeria i don't want to do it here i want to do it in i want to do it in the family house i want you know when the camera pans i want to see the family photos hanging on the wall I want that. I want to be doing that and want and see my brother's baby run across the video like <laughs> you know. I want that. that's my vision for what I want. So I actually have to gather the funds to be able to do that. Um but yeah, so Aisha, what do you think about when you think about documenting your life? Have you thought about it before?
1: Um, yeah. I think um if I just take it back a little bit and talk about like life and talk about death um, I actually used to be very scared. I used to be one of those people that feared the concept of death. Like, like, for example, like, my father, who is like, who I love so much, there's, there's a time he'll, he'll be old and no longer be with us. It's like, it's, like, it's incomprehensible. I like, don't even, don't even mention it. Like, are you a joke? Like, I cannot even fathom the possibility of that kind of loss, right? And I've had, and to the point, like, I've had nightmares where like it's almost like i never met my grandfather my grandfather died before i was born but it's almost like i was there when my grandfather was was being buried and then and sometimes like i have all these dreams where i feel like my dad is dying like it's it's almost like you know when you have your deep some deep-rooted fears and sometimes it bubbles out of you and comes off or manifests in forms of like dreams and you have to be very careful Because the negative thoughts as well that can surround that and can just attract Mm -hmm. all the negative things. And, you know, in my place, we have this thing that we say where if you don't say something out loud that you don't mean because you don't know the angel Mm -hmm. that is passing, that that will carry it. and make Yeah. So I just remember not, you know, ever wanting to even think about the possibility of death. Like, and then as I grew up and like, you know, my faith got stronger and then, You almost, I almost like to see death as a part of life. Like life is life, but death is a path of life. Like, like, like when you look at trees and when they, like now it's spring and the greens, the pink is beautiful. But then it's gonna be fall and the leaves are gonna die and they're gonna fall. But that needs to happen so that next spring there's a new generation of leaves and seeds and fruits and that and that is the cycle of life. That is the painful cycle of life that it would be nice and perfect if I could see all of my great grandfathers. I never really knew my grandfather, so I only really knew my grandmoms and my parents. And if you now think about it, maybe there's some people who don't remember my great 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 grandfather, people that would have remembered my great great grandfather or great great grandparents are no longer alive. Yeah. Technically. Right? And so it's not just dying but also being forgotten. That used to scare me that yes, I'm living my life now, but Technically, a couple of generations from now, nobody's going to remember who I was. Nobody's going to know that I even existed to begin with. Maybe awesome. remember a name, or they might see a picture. But yeah, distant. Like, even for us, that never, like for me, that never met my grandfathers. Like, I don't really have any connection to them. Like, oh, my great-grandparents, that's even was. Like, yes, I know I have great-grandparents. But do I know them? Do I know what their life was? Do I, like, so that thinking of just not just dying, but getting to the point where it's almost like you never even existed on the face of the earth and then having to deal and reconcile that and try to like grow in my faith and try to like Learn that death is natural, is natural. If we're praying for babies and praying for life and praying for these things, death is a part of it that has to happen. Life, God is a balance. I think God's a balance God. Like, created everything in perfect balance and everything has to be cycled. Everything feeds each other. From the, yeah, from the earth, we came somehow from the earth, we will all return and become food for millions of species of animals in the ground that fertile souls and, and all of that. It's a cycle of like, it's just like when you watch all this documentary of like, um you know this, uh, David, uh, Attenborough, sure. and you watch this documentary of like life in the ocean and yeah. how, for example, there's this, um, animals in the land that are hungry and then for some reason one whale will just dance to feed the entire, yeah, their the entire ecosystem. animal kingdom from the bears in the sky yeah. to the bears to the lion, everybody we eat and before and not die or starve to death as a result of that and then you just realize that circle of life
0: you know it's funny because like that also like just points to the way like the indigenous people um um africans before colonization used to live. we all believed in the circle of life that you know and okay. so when and you, you treat it with respect yes, like thank you for respect. giving up your yes, life so exactly. that we that's may we may in. have life yeah exactly you understand and that's why like our people like our people the indigenous people of the americas you see that when an animal is killed we use every single last part of it nothing is wasted because we understand that this animal gave its life for our sustenance Mm, mm, and it's it's mm. very interesting that's something that fascinates me and you know when you talk about like you you think about like oh in a couple of generations people might not remember who who I am. And I remember I thought about that when when you said it, I remember like, oh I had this thought. And I think while I'm no longer afraid of that, I think what also happened was it's part of the reason I'm like, hey, I should document the family. Because generations from now, people would still have like these videos or these books, picture books or whatever of the family, of these people who were alive, like, who because of their existence, you are here today. And so you can look back and say, mm, in my family, maybe not in the world, but in my family, this is this person and this was this person and this was this person. And, you know, I I think about my dad, like sometimes my some days my dad will call me and maybe I've had a really long day and I'm, I'm really not in the mood to, to talk on the phone. And then I would look at my phone ringing and I, I will have to remind myself, like, you should pick now because one day one day you will wait for my this call, sister. and this call would not come you want to
1: have this call but you'll not Ooh. be able to have it girl do you know how many people always wish that they call their parents more after they, they, yeah. they, they, they lost their loved one they call this person more or they, they spent more time more having time. conversation but it's already too late person's yeah. gone person's gone and i saw
0: someone write um i believe it was my uh my little tail and she said life is time She's like, she used to think life, she used to think about life in like achievements and goals. She's like, no, life is time. Life is the time you spend with family. Life is the time you spend working. Life is the time you make for friends and family. Life is time. So spend your time wisely. Spend it with the people you love so that, you know, when they go, you're not sitting out there thinking like, oh, I should have called more. I should have spent more time. I should have spent that time. Life is time.
1: Wasted time is like wasted life. Yeah.
0: So what would be if you were to start documenting your life Wait, I'm not reached your... there. Let me finish. Okay, my sorry, story. I'm sorry. On, I'm
1: <laughs> sorry. So when I started to increase my faith and realize that this was a part of the cycle of life, I also learned that we as human beings, I believe we have spirit and we have soul that we do not we have i think we're first spirits and we're we're we spirits in a body
0: aisha pause and i want to ask you a
1: question you want to interrupt me yes I'm sorry. I'm sorry
0: i'm sorry <laughs> i'm terrible this episode i'm terrible go ahead so i believe we are spirits and our body is like a shell question because i saw this last night before i went to sleep i was online till like midnight someone said when she thinks of herself like her soul her spirit when she thinks of herself she feels like she is located somewhere behind her mouth, like when you think of your your spirit self. She feels like she's located somewhere behind her mouth, and I started thinking like, where am I located? Where am I? And I think I'm located somewhere at the back of my head. It's the weirdest thing. I don't know how to explain it, but it's like you either get it or you don't. Yeah. Do you do you do you feel like you know where you're located? Some people said their chest. Some said their stomach. So I'm saying, I know like mine is somewhere like at the back of my head.
1: Is where nah, I feel if like. If I was to ever imagine where my spirit was, it would be like. It's like, you know, with this. Um, there's these games where you can. It's like many men that you can spread and then put it back together. Okay, yeah, I feel yeah, like yeah, yeah. are all. I feel like my spirit, my body, my soul is all together. It's all but together. It can spread. Oh, like, okay, yeah, spread yeah, 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 yeah. So like cool. it's part of. Yeah, yeah. Part, I feel like yeah, it's part. Yeah, like,
0: I feel the same way but like when I when I don't know how to explain it like my mind like I don't know do you talk to yourself in your head? Do you yes, hear no. your voice talking to yourself?
1: Don't we all have that? I don't different know. Different voices that no, have some, different... some people don't hear
0: a voice. Some people see pictures. It, it's crazy. Ah, but like yeah. I, I hear myself like I talk to myself in my head and every time I talk to myself I just feel like it's it's <laughs> so in the back of anyway sorry to interrupt you I just got very curious that feels very different
1: for me sorry go ahead yeah so I I believe that I'm spirit in a body Yeah. and even when this body is going to be destroyed one day my spirit will continue to live and I know like I know like it's in many different types of scriptures that this is not where we end like we there's a place we go to once our body is done. Sometimes, so it's different for different people. Some people believe in concept of a heaven and a hell. Some people just believe in the land of the dead. Some people believe in reincarnation. Some people, be, believe, people believe in different things. But I believe, I believe in a, I believe that we're going, so like this is not where it ends and we're all going to go somewhere. And there's probably, there's probably a holding place for when we then ascend to either, you know, heaven or hell, or hell like whatever people believe in, so that's what I believe so so because of that faith I have knowing and you know this year when I said that oh my dead like my for me my huge part of what I was achieve this year was going back to my source finding out my identity and who I am in in God in my faith and then I re- realized as I continue to know who I really am like who I am not not what I do but who I am who God who God sees me as, like his own, his child. Um, And I know that, oh, it's so much bigger. My life is so much more bigger than this earth. It's so much more bigger than this finite being and this finite, finite form of me. And there's so much, much more when it comes to God's kingdom and what to look forward to like a, a new world and a better world with, when we all get there, that it has turned that fear i have for death and worry or for like not even existing to be like that's okay because my purpose is far 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 bigger than what can be contained right now right mm-hmm. so that's how i started to change my mindset about death. and then when it now comes to like documenting my life like i've never i've really tried to journal never really worked out um i've tried to um i'm not really like a recording person but i think if there's any way i really document it will be pictures and maybe even this podcast is a form of documentation yeah, it is it
0: it's really almost is. like
1: like who knows how like maybe my grandchildren will find this old podcast and this like, <laughs> listen oh so this is what grandma <laughs> mindset was oh, yeah, like, oh so outdated <laughs> So outdated! <laughs> oh my God! I know. Right? Like that's like what in and maybe this is like twenty seventy two. It's like yes, ah, it's so nineteen oh one. Oh
0: my God! I know.
1: So for <laughs> me, I think it's mostly pictures, but I do want to get into videos. But like personal videos, it's almost like when you're documenting your journey. Like there's sometimes and. My husband just give me a leg massage. I will just taking pictures. I was like, just like, hey, thank you. Just yeah, Or just making you. my hair. Like you're just documenting like your life, your yeah, family, just what's going on around eyes. you. But it's but I I also want to get back to that point that you said. There's also something said for being able to be present. Um, and you sometimes you can do both at the same time. But I think it's usually like it's one after the other, right? So for example, when I go to like watch a game like maybe and i'm like wow the raptors made that very cool shot and you want to take a picture take a video in that moment take the picture take the video and then be present like so that you don't miss you know you don't focus on just because sometimes you when you hold a device you're also too laser focused that you almost forget like for example the excitement of the fans and how somebody like just did a split because they were excited like you could miss those magical moments around you if you are too laser focused on you know it's just all like yeah, life, life really everything is a balance. It's a delicate balance. Everything we all exist in a delicate balance, and that's why when the balance has been tipped up, we see what's going on with global warming and how and what's going on. So I feel like it's like a balance of being present, but also remembering because I also forget to like, oh my gosh, we're not taking our Oh, I'm well, not taking a picture a selfie in, in like months like oh we need to i know we don't look like shit right now let's just take it like that let's yeah, just take let's it. just, just take let's it. just take it like just take let it. It, just have the memory i recently but videos is one thing i'm looking and i i, you, I want, want to, to, improve to walk into
0: yeah yeah why not because why not right um i recently read a book by Bozeman st john she the best way i can describe her is she she's a c-suite like executive she was like the first black marketing exec for like apple uber pepsi um netflix she's worked in like huge tech companies right anyway she wrote a book i've known her for i, I i've known her through like lovey ajay jones for a number of years now and she recently published a book this year uh, called the urgent life um talking mm. about like love loss and grief and it's pretty much a memoir of her life and her husband her husband died a long time ago and while i knew that i didn't know the story of their relationship right um it was a whirlwind fast-paced and there things just at some point they weren't like communicating properly and they were separated for like two or three years Uh, they were separated not divorced <laughs> And then they were beginning to work on getting divorced when, you know, she noticed this growth on his, on his neck. And she's like, hey, that looks like he's getting bigger. Like, you should go. Because they were still, like, cool. They were co-parenting. So they were still, like, cool friends. I think she had even met his girlfriend at the time. And he went to go take a look at it. He went to the doctor. And this is a man who never gets sick. Goes to the doctor and they find out it's a rare, rare form of throat cancer and initially they're like oh we should be able to kick it with chemo we cut it early after like maybe three rounds of chemo or something they're like the doctor literally calls them and says it's not working he's dying he might have six days he might have six months but he's dying and so one of the first things they do is they call off their divorce right because they realize that they still have so much love for each other and so pretty much is he dies eventually he does but there's so much that goes on in that story of and still this day she says one of her favorite picture is when they bring him back from the hospital he's at home she's sitting with him and their daughter on the floor and someone takes a picture of them and it's still one of of her favorite pictures and it's just crazy how sometimes we we miss things because we are not we are not paying enough attention to them, and it's only when like death comes knocking that we remember. That you have to time. Yeah. Time. Yeah. time. is against us. Like okay, let's let's quickly let's make quickly, all these memories. Yeah. Let's take all these pictures. Let's do all these things that we've put off that we've wanted to do with our lives for so long. Let let's see what we can get done off of this list now. But this should just be like a reminder that. Life is time and time is finite. So we need to start living like now.
1: I always say that we are, you know, like this life that we're living can put us so laser focused on the things of life that don't, they don't matter. Like they're (laughs) important. Like, oh, you have to work to pay this bill. You have to like, you know, when you do it to the detriment of your own health, the detriment of the health of the relationship you have with your friends or your family or your children and you feel like you're just laser focused on this oh climbing this ladder or making this money or just being laser focused on something and then it now takes the reminder of death that really that all those things you think are important you like see my company literally laid off eight thousand people literally so imagine all the people that work 24-7, 24 7 that they carry the company day, on their head. And really they feel like day. if they're not there, that the, the company cannot not. function. So it's all the owners. And then as a result of that, forgetting that we're often as God has called, as God is a God has called us to live a balanced life, the honesty is really on us to live a balanced life. Of knowing that yes, you need to work, you need to provide, you need to earn, but you cannot do it at the detriment of your loved ones around you. Because when push comes to shove, you're nothing but a number, you're nothing but a, a paycheck and a severance package, and they'll forget your replacement is already there. And they're going to, if you die, like maybe they won't even give you one minute of silence, they just send you an email. Hey, yeah, if you want to, so, yeah, if you listen, want to listen, contact your
0: family to support
1: just, the program. Yeah, whatever. exactly. People who are going to be there when the chips are down you know in that moment, are your that, loved ones, you cannot replace them with material things or the pursuit of material gain and and lose out on not just the relationship with your loved one, but also the relationship with your maker or the relationship with what you believe in and developing that. Because... When you're dying, you're not thinking about the certification that you need to do or the or the promotion that you need to get, or even money. You're thinking about the people you're going to leave behind. How are they going to be taken care of? You're thinking about, when I die, where am I going? So what do I believe in? Or what do I not believe in? Do you get? Just reminding ourselves of what truly matters and not to be too laser focused to miss the blessings and miracles that are around you, right?
0: I completely agree, and even to your point about the email companies we send out, that email is going to be buried in two minutes by other emails. <laughs> <laughs> like you will not, you will not exactly. even have enough time to read the email before that email pops in your inbox.
1: Exactly. So
0: life is for the living. I think we, um, I think I can uh, almost. I know we have like one more section we're going to touch about, but I'm going to end this bit by talking about live your life because death is inevitable and i think you should not treat it as something morbid or something like weird i think we should all view death as the completion of life on earth Mm. like depending Mm. on what you believe but just see it as a full circle moment a completion Mm. and so live life so that when death comes you can look death in the eye and say, well, you know, maybe I would have loved to live longer, but looking back, I think I lived. I lived and, you know, I'm ready, ready to go to wh- wherever the next and next the, thing would be. The worst
1: thing that can really happen in that moment when your life flashes before your eyes is regret. Regret is the worst feeling. Is the worst feeling that one can ever feel. Like the things you could have said, the things you should have done, the people you should have reached out to. the, the Like in that moment, maybe when you lose somebody or you'll the one who's going, for example, that regret of relationships that, you know, all those things when you now fight over minuscule things and you not talk to somebody for years, you now realize that that thing pales in comparison to like, you know the relationship that could have, but it's maybe too late to even try to 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 to, to do that. To regret is actually a very you know, painful. In this
0: uh, in this book, Edwidge talks about another book that luckily I've read. It's called Ghana Must Go, and the book it starts with this man is dying, right? So he's aware that he's dying. He's a doctor, so he's aware. But by the time he finally realized what was happening in his body. He knew that it was too late to be saved, right, so he's dying, but it's written so brilliantly that he's dying for like ninety pages of the book. he's dying it's mm. a it's a slow thing, but at the end, and he's seeing his life in like snapshots that we the readers are reading to get to know who this man is, this man that is dying, and at the end, the way she so eloquently put it at the end he he dies having regrets one of the most important ones being that regrets in realizing that he was loved by his family he just couldn't see it at the time and so he made some crazy decisions that of course at that moment he cannot take back he cannot now at that moment explain to his children and the wife he left behind why he made the decision he made because he thought he wasn't loved But in that moment, when he he goes back and sees different snapshots of his life from when he was a boy to when his mother died to when he met his wife, when he held his first child and all of that, he realized he was loved. And that, that was his biggest regret. Hmm. So regrets can come in different ways. It could be in the terms of not living. it could be in the terms of not realizing that you know you were the shit or, or that you were loved and that you threw it away because of your own fears or whatever reason. So yeah, anyways, all that to say, love on yourself, love on your loved ones. live right now in the moment. Don't keep chasing the next goal or the next dream or the next number. Find a way to live right now. Document your life for yourself, for your loved ones. In whatever Even just for yourself. Even
1: even for us sometimes I go back and listen to one of our old episodes. (laughs) I'm like, ah, we were really wise though. (laughs) No, I'm not doing these things that I'm just super good to do. I know, right? <laughs> You'll be like, you just, it's almost like you're telling yourself things that you will need yes. in the future. and that moment, yes, I remind exactly. you that. Oh, it's true. Let me go back and exactly. do this thing. That so that, I'm, yeah. I'm trying
0: to take a more hands on approach. I want to kick off my website again. I want to really be more like, um, particular about what I want to do with my time and with my life outside of work. So, some ways you can document your life, you could journal. Pictures, scrapbooking, video recording—you can do conduct interviews with people you love. However, you know way you you want to document your life, like take pictures, take lots of pictures of your loved ones, of yourself, and, and and stuff like that. Now, the last thing we need to touch on on documenting your life before we leave is the more practical, you know, practical. Let's remove emotions from it. The more practical reasons of documenting: go and get a will, a trust your update your next of kin your beneficiaries make sure you have all of that done there was a a podcast episode um on the friend zone with um what's her name tiffany tiffany the bogenista and her husband died of an aneurysm about two years ago she used to call him superman He was young he just pretty much slumped and died immediately and she talked about because she's a finance person she talked about one of the she was so happy they had put their finances in order because it gave her the ability to grieve.
1: like you have to think about what if anything happens to you like we do not pray anything will happen to you god forbid yes indeed but if anything mistakenly happens to you who can you trust that can manage especially if you're even in a place where there's no you're not dead but you're not in a place where you can even make Make decisions, talk. Who can you trust that will do things in your best interest, that will take care of maybe your family, your children, your affairs, in the way you know how they will will take care of it, and they will not be scoundrels or waste, and they're not selfish? Who You have to really think about these things. Like... It's not just about. I, I, I guess when you're a single, you're just like, oh, your sister just by default. Everybody's sibling yeah, is by sibling, default the yeah. next of kin. Right. You have
0: to make sure you put your thank spouse. you when she you have a
1: you spouse. have a spouse, you have now dependents, children who are growing up. It happens a lot in Nigeria oh, okay. where. Like men, food, men will have all these properties, business, because they provide yeah, we the breadwinner. They'll have children
0: with their wives, and then beneficiary would be Is their, their brother. brother. Their next of kin will be their brother. Or, the, w- where's your or wife? their sister. And then, when something die, happens to you, those brothers, a lot of them, I'm not, I'm not going to say all, but a lot of them would not give the wife money. In fact, they would kick her out of the house she's even in, because I don't even know what my brother was doing with you. And, Men don't, and then remember. the children start to,
1: so I've seen women, men, people who used to live very comfortable lives and because the man died and then the, the man's family has come out and claim property and pursue them out, not even yes. give them another house, no, Push them out, out that the, 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 women are now suffering, trying yeah. a trying to send the children it to school so that they the were Happens all, all the, time. the time. You cannot. The moment, a man will leave his father and mother <laughs> like that, and I'm cling on to it, his wife <laughs> It's the same thing the way the woman will leave her father and mother and cling on to her husband you cannot once you leave your father and mother you are no longer under that, that jurisdiction you have a new jurisdiction in this new family you are creating that you are responsible for it is your responsibility to make sure that if anything happens to you that they are going to be taking care of that they will be fine that they will not have to be dealing with your grief but also dealing dealing with, they don't even know how to bury or even want to do, you have to document. You need a will, you need a, I don't care how young you are, how fit you are, how, you know, great your family lineage is in terms of they live to 150 (laughs) years old. You need a will. Once you have a family, a spouse, a common partner, you have children, you have dependents, people under your care, you need a will. You need to document every single place where your money is. The bank account. Please, if you don't, have, if you're in the West, life insurance is not for only rich people. Life insurance, or you take the, like, the insu- you take the insurance that the work gives you, but also have a separate life insurance. Have it documented have everything documented so that if anything happens to you or your bank account, they know the bank. Let me tell you, if you don't make provisions for your loved one, guess where your money and your resources and your assets will go? If it's not government, it's the Corporate greed is the corporate companies. Those banks, I don't know, eat your money. The this once they will take over the house, they will sell it uh, for 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 pennies on the dollar on the streets to anybody else. Who's going to take that money? Is the government? Is the no? It's no. They don't. Nobody cares about you or your family. It's the honesty on you to take care of your loved ones. So document. Even me now, I'm giving this advice. I want to. I don't have a will, but I'm going to start. I'm going to start looking to document everything, make sure that all my affairs are you know, in terms of like who should be the next of kin, who is the emergency cause, who do you trust, think if you have children, think if you have small young children, because what if something happens to both you and your wife at the same time and you leave behind children, think about who you trust, your sibling, your family member, a best friend that will love and take care of your children and treat your children with dignity and respect the way you. We'll take care of them. It cannot just be anybody. You can just leave it to a chance and happenstance and hope that things will just go well. You have to be very we have to be very, very intentional. Some people's deaths are very sudden. Some people they have six months to plan their affair and put their house in order. Deaths come for us or we don't know how it's like there's a trap every single time we leave the house to go and buy to go and buy chicken and come by anything yeah, can happen.
0: This woman even just, just sitting just slumped and died that was it just by yourself by yourself the next minute you laughing, the next gone.
1: exactly so we don't know we don't so know. if now that you know plan it make sure the people that are supposed to tell how much you love them know that you how much you love them document as much as you can don't have regrets of the things you say I, I have something that is very, very personal my father-in-law when he was dying um it was it was an accident and they were trying to treat him and at that moment that they were trying to treat him he had so many things on set. and at that point he couldn't talk it wasn't coherent so we would be on video calls and we could see him trying to say something i want to tell you let me tell you i need to tell you let me tell you there's something he had to say but there was no he could, even, he could not even say the words could not form nothing was, like that is the most painful thing i've ever had to watch in my entire life where somebody wants to say something that is so crucial and important for this thing that is coming, it's just almost like this thing is going to happen. There's so many things that will come. So, let me tell you what you're supposed to do, but you cannot tell him. It's too late. You cannot see it.
0: You know, when in this book, Edwidge was talking about one of her aunts in um, Haiti who she had, a, she had a heart attack and then went into a coma. And she's like, wow, she couldn't be there. She just kept thinking about like, okay, she was just trying to paint the picture of what it was like in the hospital room with her aunt's sons there you know by their mother's side and then she kept thinking about how they'll probably be talking to her and being like oh well she can't hear us we'll just talk to her and she just felt like her aunt maybe in her mind her mind was still good but she could just like all she wanted to say was just stuck in her head stuck in her mind unable to say it out because in the physical world she she wasn't conscious right and she's just thinking about how she was just there, like maybe trying to say something, but ultimately just dying from there without able to say like, so she was wondering like what her aunt's final thoughts were. Was it like, oh, I'm at peace. I know I'm dying. I know death has come. I'm at peace. Or, oh, there's something I would like to tell my son, but I cannot tell him or was her last thought about like oh i really lived my dream her aunt had a bookstore she loved books she loved the smell of books and she was like she wonders if her aunt's last thoughts were just about the smell of books and the pleasure it brought to her life Mm -hmm. just those kind of situations because at the end of the day those of us who are alive even if we've lost people we can never understand death in itself because we haven't died and and so it's those things like say everything you need to say and also like to the point of like setting up the wheel and stuff i would link i would try and find the episode that um tiffany discussed like her husband's death and the financial aspect of grief and i would link it because it was so detailed that i was like you guys because she's like because of the planning by the time they were done with the funeral she took two months and i think she went to bali two months to just be by herself and grieve but she could only do that because they had put all their finances in order everything was anything that was left like their financial advisor could take care of it because she had done everything they had done everything and so that transition was so easy so peaceful for her like she barely had to do anything right i was so i'm going to look for that episode and i'm going to i'm going to link it in the show notes but i think on that note we have that brings us to the end of this episode documenting life and um, i hope like if the only thing you took from this is to not be afraid of death i if that's all you took from it i am happy i am content with that i just think we should um we should not hold death in such a i don't know what the word would be like there's a almost like a mystery around death like it's so cloaked nobody wants to talk about it i think the more we talk about it the more we can be prepared for death by living actually living our lives so remember that life is time remember that you know life comes with death and death comes with like love and grief and all of these things and so i'm just going to say that quote again it's to write about death is to write about life to write about life is to write about love to write about love is to write about loss. And I think that if we take all of these things and put them into perspective and context that we will be able to live our lives better, knowing that when death comes knocking, because it will, um, we can look at death and say, well, okay, Um, you know, I I, I, I still thought I would live for a few more years, but I'm ready. Let's go and uh, yeah so on that note guys thank you for listening to this episode and if you turned off halfway i pray you find the strength and the courage to come back and listen to it because i know it can be heavy for some people um people like me i have already made like my peace with death and and loss so um i hope you come back to listen to it but on that note guys thank you for listening you can find us on all social media pod. Platforms at rogonlearning.com. You can send us an email at contact at RogonLearning And on that note, guys, we'll please leave you... us a
1: review. Oh yes, leave on... us a review
0: on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Yes, you can leave a review on Spotify yeah. now.
1: And on that help note, us, <laughs> help <laughs>
0: our hustle. And on that note, guys, we'll see you in the next episode. Bye. <laughs>